probably begin this morning by offering my apologies to those of you who have read the bulletin. You are expecting to see the lovely Kathy Schmidt up here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Today's reading is from Isaiah, chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me. I'm lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. The word of God and the word of life. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Al. Grace to you and peace. I wonder if any of you have been in a situation that was so shocking to you that you felt like the room you were in started to spin. That you were so upset or emotional that it felt like the shaking of your heart spilled out into your surroundings, which started to physically tremble with you. I remember a difficult conversation I had with a friend of mine who was in crisis. It was raw, it was painful, and through it all, as the room started to spin in my mind, I just kept staring at this stain on my bedroom wall, thinking that it was the only solid thing in the room and fearing what would happen if I took my eyes off of it. I had to find something to cling to in my anxiety, even if it was a stain. When our lives get upended, when our nation is in turmoil, when the things in our world we thought were solid crumble before our eyes, where do we find stability? What holds us steady? This is the question that these verses from the book of Isaiah prompt today. This story, it opens with a small detail, one that our modern ears skip right over. In the year King Uzziah died, it says, now, I know that most of you, like me, are completely up-to-date on the history of ancient Israel and its line of kings, but maybe if you need a little refresher, here it is. King Uzziah had ruled for five decades. Five decades. 
The stability that had accompanied his rule, it evaporated overnight, and the nation of Israel suddenly faced an uncertain future. That is the setting of this text we read today. National, religious, and political instability. Now, in times of transition and in periods of great change, anxiety can creep into the heart of every individual, and it can sneak its way into the spaces between us. And when we let that anxiety sit in the driver's seat of our mind or of our life together, it tends to come out in one of two ways. First, anxiety can make us look for stability by dividing people into simple categories, an us and a them. The world becomes so much more stable to our anxious brains, so much more easy to understand if we can neatly segment people into opposing teams and assume that we're on the right one. Now, in ancient Israel, this kind of thinking did occur, and it eventually divided that kingdom into two, into Jews and Samaritans, a division which continued into the time of Jesus, a division that Jesus challenged in his day. And it's a good thing that we've learned how to put this type of thinking completely behind us, right? It's a good thing we no longer sort people into categories or attach worth to them. It's a good thing we've learned how to creatively reckon with human difference and to view each other as more than threats, to embrace the other in our midst. Now, the other way that anxiety can creep in during a time of transition, and to take hold in the midst of a spinning and shaking world is to place in our minds a whitewashed version of past glory and stability, and by making us work to restore that. This can happen in the life of a nation, but it especially happens in religious communities. Sometimes people come to church just hoping that it's going to be this unchanging bastion in the midst of a rapidly changing world. And changes within a religious community, they can be met with extreme suspicion or dismay. Some of us end up looking behind us to past glory days of our congregations or of Lutheranism in America, and we want so very badly to just make it like it used to be. Or at the very least, we want to encounter a God who never changes in an ever-changing world. Perhaps this is what drove Isaiah to the temple in today's reading. Perhaps he's looking for company of like-minded folks. He's searching for an us to a them, and perhaps he's hoping for an ever-steady and familiar religious experience. But what he encounters at the temple is exactly the opposite of what he's hoping to find. Because God shows up at the temple, 
And God has a message for Isaiah and his people in turmoil. Instead of hearing that God sanctions the creation of an us and a them, Isaiah hears the message that the whole earth, every last crevice of it, is filled with God's glory. And instead of that steady, old, reliable worship experience that Isaiah may be hoping for, the temple literally shakes. The walls almost come off their foundations, and the room starts spinning for Isaiah. He's hoping to find a refuge from the changing times, and instead what God gives him is more change. Now, Isaiah responds exactly like I would in this situation, and he says, I am lost. He has seemingly run out of options for finding an anchor for his anxiety in the storm. He can't look to his nation, which is unstable, and God has just spoken against this creation of an us-them, and the temple is literally shaking around him. So where is Isaiah to find that stable point to anchor him? Where do the people of God find security? Today, you install me as your pastor here at Mount Olivet. I come to you in a time of change and transition on many levels. Our nation is in a time of upheaval, our election revealing a staggering divide in our population. And even as we listen, as we must, with compassion and nuance to those who think differently from us, we must also learn to speak with clarity against forces of racism and xenophobia that seem to be gaining ground. And you here at Mount Olivet, you've been through some changes as well. A pastor who departs after over two decades of service here, staffing changes, Pastor Beth transitioning to a new role, a revisiting of your mission, identity, and vision, and now me, a pastor who's still relatively unknown by all of you, a pastor who's going to fail you many times, a pastor who will need your support and prayer even as he supports and prays for you. This room is spinning for us, and the walls are shaking. And the good news is that that is exactly the moment when the call of God comes forth. In today's reading, Isaiah despairs of himself, having been unable to find stability in his nation or his religious heritage, and God chooses that moment to speak. And what God says is not a proclamation, it's a question. Whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? Dear church, this is the constant. This is the stable point that anchors us. This is the stain on the wall that holds us fast. It's God's call that sends us forward into the world. It's God's beckoning us to get got caught up in God's grand plan to bring mercy and wholeness to the world. 
There's always going to be need and hurt and brokenness in this world, and our God is a God who will always want to use us and send us right into the middle of that world that is so beloved and so in need of a word of reconciliation and hope. God's call to us is the most stable thing in this unstable world because we can always be sure that God will not rest until there is justice and dignity and mercy and truth in this world. And we can always be sure that God is going to want to equip us in working for that same end. The call of God is what holds us fast. It simultaneously assures us that we are beloved of God and trusted by God, and it also sends us forward into the world. It's funny, isn't it, that God anchors us not in the past, not in the present, but God anchors us in the future, in the unseen future, in this vision of peace and reconciliation. That vision is what's going to remain steady as the world changes. I'm reminded by a quote often attributed to the Talmud. It says, do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. That's what stability looks like. That's what God called Isaiah to do. That is what God called Jesus to do. And that is what God has called the church in every time and place to do. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Amen.